0: All I can keep thinking of is, what was the life of brain? Bring out your dead, and then they would, they would, they weren't dead. They would hit them. Um, <laughs> that's I a terrible that one. one. That's I a terrible that one. quote <laughs> to remember. Oh. Bring out your <laughs> dead. We'll, we'll you know will we'll Tweet of the-
1: that. Welcome to this week's episode of the WP Elevation Podcast. I'm Ginny McEnany and I work at WP Elevation, and I'm one of your podcast hosts. Today I am interviewing the legendary Bob W.P. If you hadn't heard, haven't heard of Bob before, I don't know where you've been because he is Mr. WordPress. He's been in the WordPress space since around 2007, starting off with training, um, doing webinars, some online courses, and doing a lot of things with beginning work, beginner WordPress people. So he graduated from that to now doing his three podcasts, one of them focusing very heavily on e-commerce. So he's often seen as the e-commerce expert in the WordPress space. I highly recommend you tune into this podcast because we're talking about in-person networking. Yes, if you're a little bit afraid of going out and meeting fellow WordPressers, this episode is for you. You're going to love it. Stay with us. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Welcome to the WP Elevation po- podcast, Bob WP. I'm getting my Bs and Bobs mixed up. Welcome, Bob.
0: <laughs> Thanks. I, I'm enjoying it already. This is, you know, it's a podcaster though. Uh,
1: the Bobcats. <laughs> All right, now, before we get into to stuff, I need to talk to you about something very serious. I hear that you are a faulty towers fan. Is that correct?
0: Oh, man. Oh, God I love Faulty Towers. I mean we have the yeah. whole collection on DVD and we watch it over and over and over. It's 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 the best thing in the world. I mean I I grew up on Monty Python. So oh, yeah. so I
1: love Monty Python. Yeah
0: it was like it was like these are this is this is me or something
1: <laughs> yes and when i heard that you like that and faulty towers i just of all we grew up on faulty towers as well and even my kids you know they're that they, when they were little they'd hear quotes from faulty towers and never know you know what, what they haven't even seen the episodes but they knew my favorite was i think one time um basil faulty manuel thought he'd killed him and he's there saying i love you mr faulty oh, oh
0: that voice you've got it down
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was my favorite <laughs> So give us a little bit of a background about you. You've been in this industry for a long time. I know you've been sort of since 2007 in the word, doing WordPress things, but um, a long 20 year history. So give us a bit of background.
0: Yeah, I am actually, since a lot of fun, um, fun, I see I'm already messing up too. Freelancers (laughs) actually, listen, I, I, I think I started freelancing graphic design. I hate to say this because it's going to age me, but in the late 80s. And then shortly after that, we, my wife and I decided to start a marketing graphic design business and we ran that for about 20, 23 years. So that was, you know, during the time of print, all the good stuff, you know, that actually stuff you had to hold. And mm. I got into, I think I got into the web and then maybe it was like mid nineties, HTML sites. I hated it. I thought I, you know, I don't want to do this. And then, so that Fast forward to 2007, where I discovered WordPress, started playing around with that, and I was still doing design, so I dabbled in design for quite a few years off and on there. But at one point, I just started doing more coaching and training, and I found out that's what I really loved, and that was probably around 2010 or so. And I just took that and ran with it, and been doing that up till about a year or two ago, and now I'm just basically podcasting and blogging. So I'm really trying to just focus on my site, you know, get into the old monetization mode or whatever. And I don't do client services anymore. I did, you know, when somebody tells me and they're 23 years old and they say, I'm tired of client services. I'm like, Oh, don't even talk about it. Talk to the hand, you know? It's like, Oh no, no, no. It's, it's so I, I was finally tired of it. I just thought I just, I've done enough of that and wanted to get out of that. And right now I'm, I'm loving it. It's, you know, it's, I wish I could say I'm just sitting around and you know, sitting on the beach, which is not that far from us, but I get down there very seldom. And when I do, I'm usually not making money. I still have to come back here to make money. So
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: so that's, that's kind of it in a nutshell.
1: And are you enjoying the more creative side of it now being able to do the podcasting and, and the blogging.
0: Yeah. And that I've really, you know, I mean, we've been doing the blog, I've been doing the blog off and on for almost since the inception of, you know, using WordPress the last five or six years, been blogging quite a bit. So I built that up and I was always doing, you know, tutorials, that kind of stuff. So the content has always been there. I just was able to do more and then kind of get into the podcasting, which I actually did my first podcast in 2014 and that was a little bit over a year and i took a break from it kind of a long break and was waiting for that moment to come when i had a decent idea because the first one was kind of boring to me i thought you know i called it wp breakdown which was kind of an uh, you know had two meanings there in a way <laughs> but it was a short like podcast that. and it was, it just didn't really you know i wasn't real excited about it so i had to kind of sit back and reevaluate
1: So you sat back and reevaluated, and then you've come back stronger than ever with three podcasts.
0: Yeah. Insanity. I just, uh, I don't really know what I'm doing half the time. I'm thinking, I I look at it and I think, okay, I'm putting out content every day, but you know, it's, it's a mix between the blog and the podcast. And sometimes I'm, I don't know, it just seems a little insane, but you know, it's fun. I enjoy it.
1: How do you, how do you juggle doing though, all of that, say the three podcasts, how do you keep on top of all of that?
0: You know, it's really just, I mean, I, I, I do have a, I spend most of my time. It's like between content, creating content and marketing it. So I have a, a schedule. Sometimes I'm, you know, I wish I had a method to my madness, but it's really, I'm kind of an erratic person. And I'm, as long as I've been doing this, I'm a huge multitasker and I know a lot of people say that's not the way to do it but I you know I can juggle a lot of things so I moved from things real quickly now oh I need to do this that can set aside I can go back to it and pick up on it easily so it's yeah it's sometimes I'm like right now I'm about a week out in content which is one of those moments that I just love I'm thinking I'm booked but that's not always the case sometimes it's yeah you know one hour out till content so so it's (laughs) so there's not yeah it's it's just fine line yeah it's a mix between scheduling myself you know and and like you you do here scheduling the actual interviews doing all the editing and it is it's a constant juggle and making sure everything's going to be when you expect it
1: i want to start talking about uh networking because um i know you've got some great information for us on that but before that Still sticking with the podcast, um, I suppose a lot of our audience, podcasts sort of seem to be the in thing at the moment. People want to do it, but, you know, to to get their name out there and, and build an audience. Do you find that having done everything you did, you had a bit of a following before you started the podcasting, which made it easier, or you've, you've actually built more of a following from from the, the podcast?
0: It's, it's been kind of interesting, my transition, because basically the last several years, I've been really focused on beginners. So that's what a lot of my content was. And there was a point where I decided to transition more to WordPress, but get a little bit heavier on the e-commerce side of things. And that's where the podcast came in too, because I was starting to do that with my site itself, with the content I was putting out as a blog. But then the podcast was, like, okay, I thought, how can I make this transition and not you know turn off all the people I've been dealing with beginners and move into the e commerce space and it actually went quite smooth it was there was a lot of luck involved there, and there was some strategy so so it you know it, it so i built up i've had to kind of i've kept some audience, but I'm building up a new audience because I'm starting to focus more on the e commerce side of things. I'm still keeping a lot of the old audience and because of the archives on my blog. So it it is kind of a juggling and when I was a- actually kind of focusing on my email list it was really interesting because it was staying steady because I was constantly getting subscribers and unsubscribers because people were like, "Whoa, he's talking too much about e-commerce now. I'm out of here." The other people oh now he's talking about that so now i'm going to sign up so there's there was some leveling out there as far as the audience but the transition's been where it's continued to grow which is good
1: and it's interesting i think that having those three different types of podcasts you can sort of relate to a lot of different people in the space because i know the e-commerce one you know you can relate to shop owners there as well as d- developers so i like the way that you sort of you're covering all bases
0: yeah yeah and it's that thing where oh you know niche down make sure you focus down so much but i you know it all kind of falls under the umbrella of e-commerce and monetization in one way or another and how are you
1: finding that with the e-commerce? You're finding obviously there's been such growth in that area. So are you finding that 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 there's a lot of interest in in that area with the podcasting Yeah, there body? is.
0: And, and one of the main reasons, it's really kind of a selfish reason that I started focusing on e-commerce a bit more was when I looked at monetizing my site and I looked at my history with affiliate marketing and the different things I was doing, even sponsorships, I saw that it was obvious that the audience that is using you know, more into e-commerce, um, making an investment in their business, are willing to spend more money, you know, whether it's through affiliates or whatever, versus beginners, mm. so that transition, because so I knew that, I, re- realistically, I knew I couldn't really monetize the site for beginners, because I'd been doing that, I had so much content on there, it's like, what can I charge for now? you know, stuff is here. So I had to find a way to use e-commerce and because I started the podcast originally with WooCommerce, With the popularity of WooCommerce and just the direction everything's going. And I've been involved with WooCommerce since its inception. It seemed like a no brainer. So it's worked really well.
1: Mm, that's That's good now let's move on to uh the networking side of things. I'm really keen to know how you've sort of grown your audience and you know you, you've been in the industry and you was, you were saying even you, the, the, before you started getting into web web design and and training, I'm sure you would have built up a, a network through what you were doing and had some lessons that you learned there so t- tell us about that journey
0: yeah it's it's interesting because i I have this sometimes I look at the WordPress community and I look at networking, I hear people talking, oh, networking, and I love to go to a WordCamp because of networking. And I go back to my days way back. I mean, when networking was, you would go to Chamber of Commerce events and people would shove business cards in front of your face and everybody was, you know, had their scripts and their agendas. Is like, I'm going to meet so many people. Over time, it's changed and it's not changed. I mean, I found that one of the things I found when I was networking early, especially we're talking, you know, in person versus social, because social's great, it's comfortable, you get online, you talk with people, there's a lot of lot less anxiety there mm-hmm. instead of that one on one, even meeting and you know, new people if it's on Facebook or whatever. So For me, it was, when I started doing in-person networking as a freelancer even, I was nervous. It was like, I gotta talk to people, I gotta introduce myself. And everybody kept telling me over the years, always, there was people that would actually have businesses that would have, they would teach you strategies to network. So you would go through and you would have a plan. And it was like, you know, come up with your elevator speech. And I would, I would hear people with their elevator speeches and I would feel like I was putting a quarter in the slot in them because oh, I'd meet yes. them and I would, it's like, they would just do this, bah, 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 and then it'd be over with it's like, Okay, well you have that memorized, don't you? And mm. so there was that. And then there was, there were a lot of people that would have, and they would teach you this to, they'd say, have a strategy, have goals. You're going to meet this many people. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. And the more I tried to do that, the more I became even more stressed out. Because you'd be at this event and you would think, okay, if I'm supposed to meet five new people, that's insane. I've talked to this person for two hours. I spend this last ten minutes running around and quickly meeting four more. So the minute I told myself I'm going to any event, whether it was a conference or whatever, with no expectations. That's when it started working for me. Mm, It was, I just said, I'm going to be relaxed. I don't care if I walk away, if I meet one person, one new person, 10 new people, if I make a deal, if I don't make, you know, none of that's going to matter. And that's when actually things started happening for me. So kind of fast forwarding in the, I believe it was in the, I don't know if it was 2002 or so, when we were closer to Seattle, there was a uh, online Um, community called business.com they don't exist anymore but they were all over and they were headquartered in Seattle and their thing was that it was a mix of in-person and online networking which was really ideal because you would make these relationships online and you would meet people in these local events you know lunch lunches whatever and you would build that relationship and it was just this constant back and forth and some of those people you know years later they've come to me for something just because of that relationship we built yeah so i think it's it really is and i think the challenge for wordpress community and the people i see because we're you know the, a lot of people in the wordpress community are um they they work by themselves they're secluded they're nerds they're geeks and they're introverts and they don't want yeah. to deal with human beings as much any more than they have to, especially strangers. So when I hear them say, Oh, I can't wait to go to a word camp and network, what they basically mean is I can't wait to go to a word camp and meet everybody I know and party with them and talk about business and have a good time, which is a great, a big part of networking is that, you know, continuing to build that relationship, but they don't realize the other element is meeting new people and making that effort And that's where the biggest challenge comes in is actually going up to people you don't know. And sometimes, you know, at events, people don't make it that easy to be approachable, even though in reality they are approachable when they're gathered in their own little groups talking and somebody's saying, I really want to meet so-and-so, but you know, they're over there talking to three others, supposedly Mm. important people. And I'm just going to stand back here and hope to God I get to say something to that person. So there's, there's a lot of ways that I think you can, when you're doing that in-person networking, that you can make it work for both ways.
1: So what about the those who are introverted? Because I know sometimes, you know, even say WordCamp might be just, us that step that is a bit out of their comfort zone but it's still doable so what sort of advice can you give um or where well first of all what sort of advice but then you know give us some other ideas of some other places where this networking can happen
0: yeah I think you know at WordCamps camps anywhere I used to always tell people and I even tried to keep this habit with me is you know don't make an agenda of okay if you want to meet certain people you know that's that can be a challenge in itself because you have to find them at the right spot at the right time and you might feel intimidated or whatever but often if you see somebody standing by themselves and this seems so like a no-brainer make a point to kind of wander over they may be standing by themselves and they may it may not work at all it may be a big bomb that's dropped you'll go you'll figure out that they were doing that for a very good reason that they don't want to talk to anybody in the world, but likely look for those people that are kind of the wallflowers hanging around and go up to them and just, you know, hi, I'm, you know, how how are you enjoying WordCamp? I mean, it's, it's almost something you just have to, there's no really magic bullet. And it's like I said, it can be hard. And I also think that people like that know a lot of people there, it's kind of our responsibility, too, if we meet somebody new, to take them over and introduce them to somebody else. So it's it's not always in the hands of that introverted person. And sometimes they just, no matter what, you've got to kind of help push them a little bit and say, oh, let me take you over and have you meet, um, you know, Troy Dean. He's standing over here. He He's into online courses. And I know we were just talking about that. You'll love meeting him. So we've got to also make an effort to help those people. Because some of those people, no matter what, they're going to be, you know, they're they're just not going to do anything. They're going to pretend they're looking at their phone. And that's, you know, I mean, everybody's, Mm. and that's a natural thing. It's like, oh, you know, I don't want to just stand here and look like an idiot. I'm going to get on my phone because I don't quite know what to do right now. Yeah. So, So, and then the other, you know, I think, you know, there's a the meetups that they have. I mean there's WordPress meetups. There's really it it you kinda have to it depends on your goal. I can go back to the days of chambers of commerce, which I'm not sure what you have your version of chambers of commerce is, but I we have them all over and they still exist. I'm not sure why they still exist, but they must exist for a reason. (laughs) But you know, there are people there that, what you're gonna do is you're gonna find when you go to events that some people go to events with huge agendas and that if that business community, give you an example, Here's here's a real quick example. Back then, when you would go to a chamber event, you would see a lot of realtors, financial people, and, and, and those are the two big ones. The realtors were there because they're just always, that's, they're crazy animals. The financial people and the insurance people were always there because they have no other option. They're, they're because of the industry, they can't, they're limited on advertising, they're limited on everything they can do. So one of the few things they can do is go to these events And sometimes you'll go in and you'll, you know, the first five people you meet are all insurance people. And you think, my God, is this an insurance meetup? But they don't know where else to go. So they're there. And of course, they're going to, you know, so you're going to have to find events, test them out and see who the people are there, because it may not be the people that you want to connect with one way or another.
1: That's a good point. So find out whether the people there are who you want to connect with and whether the style is the style for you. So, you know, you were saying, I love what you were saying about you found it very staged and that made you even more anxious. And I think some people might like the rigidity of that, but I think I'd be like you, I want to throw that away and just be myself. Right. And I know um, my husband had plumbing business, and he, we were in a small coastal town, and so he joined the BNI network up there. I know you have BNI in the US as well. Mm. And again, that's not for everyone, and I don't think it was for him.
0: Because <laughs> yeah. He
1: hated. He had to practice the one minute elevator picture of who he is and what he does, and he just mm. was so uncomfortable with it. And he went to a few, and he did okay, but it just wasn't wasn't his style, wasn't for him. And so he sort of had to find other ways to network and he did that in in various other ways so
0: yeah yes. yeah those can be very intimidating and they they actually have you know you got to meet so many people and you got to do so many all this stuff that and some people really make it work you know i've met people that have been incredibly successful but those yeah. are yeah the, for me that was like the total opposite i knew you know when i first time i went to one it was like whoa well, i gotta get out of here i gotta go i gotta go to a bar or this is way too much you know <laughs>
1: Exactly. It's about finding your style. So I think that's really, really (laughs) important. Um, So we're talking in-person networking. So do you still think it's really important. So as WordPress developers, we are, you know, often isolated. We've got so many opportunities for this online, but do you still see that's a really crucial part of networking and building up things, that in-person networking?
0: Yeah, I think it's it's always going to be, no matter, well, I can't say it's always going to be because who knows what the future holds. But right now, I mean, the beauty of social is building up that relationship beforehand and it may be you know you may take it to a certain level or not you know online but a lot of times and it kind of goes back to that meeting the people that you know but there is a a different connection once you meet that person that you've talked to online when you've met them in person there's and you'll never have that connection again and that's when we like I said when we were first involved with that first social community back in the um early 2000s or whatever it was it was that way you would talk to somebody then when you would see them at the at events like you know them you know you'd run up hug them whatever it's like wow i feel like i've known you forever and (laughs) it it really that that in person i don't know what what you can say to um describe the uniqueness of the in-person relationship, but there is something about that face to face. And for myself, I don't go to as many word camps as I used to, but that's primarily what I go to word camps for is to see those people in person because there's, it's just really puts it at a different level in your relationship. And you can actually, you can, you know, I hate to say this, but it might also show you where the true relationships online are and where they are, you know, you think you have this great relationship with somebody online and you get with them in person and you see they're kind of ignoring you, you might think, whoa, you know, mm-hmm. what happened, you know, and don't they like how I smell or, you know, there's something <laughs> here going on because we're in person, but it's it, it, whatever. It, it can really, and I'm not saying that should be a goal, but it can, you know, you can find, and and you will find out people. And, and then the interesting thing with social is, are our, our um, gravatars? You know, are what we look like, mm. and that's why I've always been adamant about you know putting up a picture that for people can recognize you in person because you don't want that person kind of go, whoa, you know, like, wow, <laughs> was that like thirty years ago your picture? You know, I'm sorry, but you had a lot more hair or something. <laughs> You
1: know? <laughs> oh, I think that is so true. I love that. You've just got to be honest and got to be real, don't you? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. You I, be real, And I've had people come up to me and I'm like, wow, you know, I, I don't say anything, but I just think to myself, hey, absolutely nothing like a photo, <laughs> you know, and it doesn't change our relationship, but it does kind of take you back for a minute, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and 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 then you obviously have a visualization in your head from there on in when you're looking at them online. Oh no, you don't look like that, come on. You can't fool me. <laughs>
1: oh it's so true i love it well that's why i find with and i like the 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 organization or the group that you've said that doesn't exist anymore but they had a good mix of online socializing and then you could go in groups and i found that even at wp elevation although the members are all over the world some of them have now started organizing their own meetups and they get to meet meet each other talk from that and there's been some partnerships formed from that and um, i think maybe that's a good way to approach it if you are nervous about that in person sort of look for things where you can maybe start online and then sort of move move to 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 then meeting them whether it be at a meetup or word camp or something like that
0: right right yeah exactly
1: now bob i've got to wrap this up and i'm having so much fun talking to you <laughs> and like anyone who's in wordpress knows of you and i just love what you do and and all our um our all our audience you know we often refer to you and the, the different things that you do so thanks for bringing so much the WordPress space. We love what you do and, and all your um, talent and uh, knowledge. It's fantastic.
0: Thank you. Now you're embarrassing me. (laughs) (laughs) Where can we
1: reach out and tell you how much we love you?
0: Well, you can go to bobwp.com. And I just basically tell people go anywhere and, you know, put in Bob WP in the search. Yeah. Even Google can find me. they're, They're pretty good at it. But yeah, I'm at Bob WP on Twitter and Bob WP just about everywhere. So that's yep. the best way you can. I'm everywhere.
1: And your the e-commerce podcast is fantastic. And, and the blogs that you do, but you've got some great stuff on e-commerce. So anyone who's doing e-commerce sites, it's definitely worth checking out if you haven't already. And to finish off, I want a favorite quote from your one of your Monty Python movies. What's your favorite? Oh quote? man.
0: Oh, let's see. Movies, the favorite movies. Um, Oh man, I I have such a lousy memory. All I can keep thinking of is, what was the life of brain? Bring out your dead, and then they would they would if they weren't dead. They would hit him. Um, <laughs> that's a terrible that one. That one. That's I a terrible that quote one. to remember. Up. Bring out your <laughs> dead.
1: You, we'll you know, though, some we'll of tweet the. Tweet
0: I, I wish I had a quote from the scene of um, um the Holy Grail where oh, yeah. the he's fighting the knight. You know, and he, he keeps losing appendages, and he just oh, yes. like, Come back. I'll bite you. Maybe that's it. You know, because he's a little stub <laughs> on the ground. I, we're getting weird here. I'm sorry, but <laughs> hey, mind? Monty Python yeah. is weird. You can't go yeah. anywhere else. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bob. Thanks so much for joining us today, and we'll be seeing you soon.
0: Okay. Thank you. Take care. <laughs>
1: a fun interview I really like Bob WP he's such a genuine guy so if you want to learn more about Bob or see the show notes or the video if you've been listening in make sure you head over to wpelevation.com slash Bob WP nice and easy and as always we'd love you to help us out on iTunes show everyone how much you love us go over to wpelevation.com slash iTunes to give us a rating and review As always, you can download the Tools We Use document if you head over to the website as well. And that's a handy little one for you guys to see how we run our business here at WP Elevation. Until I see you on the next episode of the podcast, go Elevate.